It's Monday, December the 11th. I'm Mark Stedman, and this is Morning Creative. Happy Monday to you. I hope you slept well. I've got a personal one for you today. It's about creativity in as much as I'm going to be talking about a creative thing, but really I'm talking about representation. Representation matters and what happens when someone who is perhaps historically or in the past has, which means the same thing, has been underrepresented, what it can mean to be seen, to see a version of themselves or or see something about them represented um, on the screen or elsewhere in media. Uh, And so that's what I have for you today. And it comes in the shape of Richard Osman's House of Games. So for the unfamiliar, the uh, uninitiated, Richard Osman has worked in TV for a long time. He is a TV format creator, uh, producer. Um, He's also the host of his eponymous House of Games and and uh, was the co-host of a TV show that he also created uh, to great success uh, called Pointless, um, which has been running for a long time and is still running. Um, And House of Games is a daily show, uh, Monday to Friday, and uh, it has four celebrity guests, and they play a bunch of random games. Um, random except for the last one uh, of the day, which is called Answer Smash, to which I will uh, return in a bit. Um, so a couple of interesting things. Um, you may know about me that I am visually impaired. I have something called optic nerve hyperplasia, which is a fancy way of saying I don't have enough optic nerves. Um to uh to see properly i guess um so my left eye is kind of useless uh, i can kind of see vague shapes and colors and i'd be sort of going off memory to tell you what's in the room really um and then my right eye is good for very very close up things and pretty terrible for other things so i've probably got something like a tenth of uh the average person's vision in my right eye um and that's just because there aren't enough optic nerves uh, carrying information from the eye to the brain. One of the side conditions is something called uh, nystagmus, which is wobbly eye syndrome, um, and it just makes your eyes look wobbly. And there's um, some famous people that have this, including an actor who was on House for an episode. He played a morbidly obese... Obeseman, I nearly said. Um... And he was also in the John Cusack film Identity. Um, and there is, uh, I believe, a YouTuber. I think she might be. I'm not sure if she is blind, but probably visually impaired because usually nystagmus comes along with that. I, I believe there is a makeup artist who has nystagmus. A friend of mine told me. And then there is Richard Osman, the creator of, of Richard Osman's House of Games. He also has nystagmus. Um, and so that's just a nice little coincidence. Not much to do with representation there. And then um, this week, or this week uh, has has just gone, um, they had on, as one of their celebrity guests, a stand-up comedian by the name of Chris McCausland, who I think is from Liverpool. Uh, Chris is blind, and um, that's due to a, I guess, degenerative eye condition. Um, So he's sort of been progressively losing his sight from an early age and he's now i think 43 and uh, as far as i'm aware and as far as the internet will tell me has absolutely no sight at all um and so both of us are in the category of blind but in very different you know spheres uh, most people uh who are blind have some sight just so you know 
Uh, blind does not mean completely sightless. Um, despite what Hollywood depictions of blind people uh, as all having canes and uh, dark sunglasses will tell you, I know, um, you know, pictorial representation, you know, it's important if you need to get a story across, but it's not accurate, um, which is fine. So what really, really touched me um, was seeing how the show subtly adapted itself and i i see this every now and again and i've i've been lucky enough to witness it i oh god about six years ago i went to present uh an award at a an awards show and i was meant to read some stuff on a card and i said listen there's uh, you know there's a bunch of names that i had to read of of uh, different um, podcasts that were getting uh that were nominated for an award um and I said to the, to the helpful person backstage, listen, there's, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to read all of these. Uh, they had already, I think, made some sort of arrangement or they were going to. And the, the, the person said, oh, no worries, we'll get the MC to read all those names. And so I said, cool, no worries, I will memorize the last bit because there was like a sentence or two that uh, introduced the winner. You know, the, this winner or this this podcast uh, demonstrated these qualities and then the name of the show kind of thing. So I went off. Anyway, I took I took a photo of the card, um, so that she could pop it back in the envelope. And I went off and I I practiced that line. You know, I read it, uh, practiced it, read it, practiced it, kept kept going while other people were sort of mingling around, networking. Um, this is the hidden cost of disability. Uh, this is uh, what we say the um, uh, not cultural disability societal. Yeah, it'll come to me. There's a phrase for it. Um, so so I uh, I you know spent my time when I could have been um, shaking hands and meeting people. Although, let's be honest, I'm terrified of that sort of thing, so I probably wouldn't have. So it was quite a blessing, really, that I uh, spent a lot of time um, on my CPD uh, vape pen, um, trying to get oh, CBD, not CPD, that's a different thing, trying to get some CBD in my lungs, um, uh, trying to memorise this this phrase. And it went off without a hitch. The you know I walked out on stage. The MC read all the names. There was no fumbling around. There was not a moment of am I supposed to do? Do you? What? He just did it. Absolute pro. And I was so I was touched, you know, by that. And we had a bit of bit of a laugh, and it was great. And so when you see that kind of thing, when you see someone make an effortless swerve, uh, it's I find it really it really does sort of warm my heart because I think I have this and I don't know about you of sort of not necessarily old media but you know sort of when there's a show running you know what I mean it's like come on that's we've got stuff to do we've got a show running with people watching we haven't got time to you know adapt and when you actually see people adapt when you know you know this thing's on rails um I'm gonna say something that I I'd is a, is going to be a difficult thing to say, and and I think you may disagree, and and people with disabilities may also disagree. And I, I, it's not some, it's not a conviction that I hold, but I just think it's a thing worth saying that you can be forgiven. I think for thinking, why would a TV program take the time to make these adaptions when there are so or adaptations? Uh, adaptions whichever when there are so many other people who don't need those adaptions that they, they, they could easily bring on to the show if you know what i mean i don't think that is an outrageous thing to think it's not you know entirely fair and it can hurt but in a real world you sort of think well 
there's thousands of celebrities that could be chosen. You know, delete is appropriate for what you deem to be a celebrity, right? It's a spectrum. Um, There are plenty of people that can be chosen and you can bring people back on. It takes a special way of thinking. And and, and I'll be honest, I don't think there is the same for a celebrity show. I don't think the same rules apply in terms of fairness, although I might be wrong. I probably am wrong. Um, In terms of fairness and representation for a disabled uh, quote-unquote celebrity, you know, this is not a show that's open to the public. I would imagine different rules apply. And I I just, I do think it takes a a special sort of moment. And I feel like um, Osmond, and I might be wrong about this as well. It might just be projection, but I feel like Richard Osmond's shows you know pointless being another one are on the side of representation more than other shows it, it feels like there is a special a bit more of an effort made when i've seen other episodes um we've seen episodes of pointless you and part of it may just be they go through so many um contestants you know members of the public uh in, in these shows but there are affordances made, you know, in those shows, or there are people who are not always represented in in those shows, and it feels like that, you know, that's perhaps a little bit more uh, represented in in Osman's work. Um, and so, what was really interesting is watching this episode with Chris, uh, or these these episodes, and right from the bat, I think one thing that's really important that you probably wouldn't think of if you sit down. Um, and you watch a quiz show with someone who's blind, you'll know that what you get is you get to see the question on screen and then the presenter reads the question. What that means is everyone else gets a head start because the blind person has to hear the whole question, or you know, mostly, maybe 80% of the question, but certainly has to hear 100% of the question before they can get the same information that a fully sighted person might have got in two seconds. You know, they they might have to take five or six seconds to hear the whole question being read aloud, at which point someone else has already buzzed in because well, they've read ahead, they've read the question. They're not doing that to be a jerk. They're just, that's what is natural, right? You see the question, you read the question, and you go, okay, I know the answer. No one's, you know, being nefarious. Um, But it does mean you can't play. If you're if you are blind, you you just you can't play unless you have a word and say, listen, can you keep your answer to yourself? Even if you know it, that's fine. Can you can you wait till you metaphorically buzz in or shout out the answer until the question's been read out loud? Because otherwise, if you don't do that, I don't get to play. And that's not fun for me. (laughs) And, you know, we don't get to compete. And so it was really interesting to watch how that was, how that, that sort of affordance was set up when there is a buzzer race, you know, when there is a question and, the, you know, the, the buzzers light up and whoever gets there first gets to answer the question. And so from what I saw, the way this was handled was uh, Richard read, I'm saying Richard like I know him, but, you know, Mr. Osman read the questions from cards so that the question wasn't visible on screen so that everybody got a play a fair shot at it um and that didn't mean that you know um in in this first episode anyway necessarily that chris uh did that well he had the same advantages as everybody else um and so you know he didn't uh excel in the first couple of rounds or whatever he went on spoiler alert to win the episode and um it was in the last round that he really uh, sprinted ahead. And the last round is a notoriously visual one. It's called Answer Smash. And the idea is you take two questions and the once you know the answers, you smash them together in a portmanteau. So if I were to 
say, uh, as an example that's on the internet, which country invaded the Falklands in 1982? Um, uh, so that's your first question. And then the second question might be, who had a hit with what love got to do with it? And the answer is Argentina Turner. Argentina, Tina Turner, Argentina Turner is the answer that you give. And you have to get every syllable right, by the way. You have to just say Argentina Turner. You can't say Argentina or Argentina Tina Turner. You have to say Argentina Turner. You have to say the portmanteau. The Tina Turner bit is an image. It's always an image. So it's always a text clue and then an image. And so what they did for the what I understand to be the first time in uh, however many years answers, uh, the, this show's been running, which is about five or six, I think, uh, or four or five, um, they did a musical version. And it was great. So they'd, they'd, answer, they'd ask a question, um, which they could throw up on the board because at this point there's no timed element. Um, and then, um, so Richard would read the top question and then he, he would say, what's the name of this song? And then they would play a song and then the buzzer races on. Then it's about, how much of this song do you know, you know? Um, and so then you've got to smash the answer, smash the first question into the answer for the, the you know, the name of the song. Um, and so I'm trying to think what the, there was one that was, the answer was McFly. Oh yeah. It was, you know, what's the name of the band that had a hit with uh, the girl with five colors in her hair or whatever. And then the song was fly me to the moon. And it took like half a second and Chris got it with McFly me to the moon. So, <laughs> I just the the and and it was fun and it was he you know Chris didn't get every question right but he got uh, all of them bar one I think um, and again that's just you know, if you've got a bit of music knowledge that's that's all you need um, and so you know it wasn't uh, particularly weighted towards him it's not one of those nonsense things of well his obviously his hearing is better you know none of that nonsense um, and but it was just it it really. It really warmed my heart um, to I, – I saw myself. I, so I'm not a celebrity. I have no plans to be a celebrity. I, that's not on my horizon. Um, but, you know, you watch these things and you, and, and you think – I'm sure lots of us do. You know, like, oh, what would I be like on there? I'd be terrible or I'd love this question. I'd love to have that you know go at that thing i watch i'm a celebrity get me out of here um i you know i i'd love to know how i would survive and all this kind of stuff and all the time the voice in my head is going for, you know even if i were you know something happened i recorded a video that went viral and then suddenly i become a celebrity for a week in which time Richard Osman asks, you know, or his, his staff say, Oh, he seems to be big on TikTok at the moment because he fell over. Let's put him on the telly for a week. Um, let's say that happens, right? Um, there's still that thing of, yeah, but they're not going to adapt the show for me. I, 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 I don't, I can't play along because so many of these rounds are visual. They're, they're not going to make it. Like, why would they? They can't have, you know, they don't make the show as cheaply as possible. It's a daily show. That means they haven't got a lodge, but they haven't got a lot of budget. They haven't got a lot of time to faff around. They've got to just, you know, get this done. They're recording, you know, I'm sure I'm not revealing any secrets to say they record five episodes in a day. They record a week's worth of content in a day. They are, you know, on a, they're, move, they're motoring along. They haven't got time. And so to see that not be the case was just lovely to see a show because I, I i having watched a lot of pointless and i haven't watched it for a while i saw a one a one-eyed guy once but i never saw anyone completely blind and i'm sure they have had completely blind people on there um 
They might even have had Chris McCausland on the celebrity version by now, I don't know. But I never saw that. And there's, you know, I've never really seen a blind contestant on any other quiz show. Because a lot of quiz shows are, uh, you don't necessarily think of them as that visual, but they really, they really are. Because you've got to be able to read stuff from a few feet away on a screen. So to see a show like that make an affordance so that someone funny um, can come on and actually it not really be about that at all, but just, you know, everyone's everyone's making... I want to say making allowances, making affordances. Again, I don't like those words, but there's just a subtle swerve. There's just a subtle, you know, just... Oh, just, just just turn a little bit so that we can allow this this thing to happen without it being a big thing without it being a big lift um it was yeah it just it, it really like i said and i think there are lots of us we don't get to see ourselves in tv because we are not we are at the top end of the bell or the, the the either side of the bell curve i guess in terms of averages you know we are not the average people we don't look or there's something about us that we don't get to really see ourselves or if we do it it's something that it has to be about what makes us different and so to just see that it was it was really special uh, and it meant a lot to me so um to those involved, I say thank you. You didn't do it for me. Uh, and I also suspect you didn't do it for applause. You did it because you thought it would be nice to have Chris McCausland on because he's a funny guy. That's my guess. Um, but it happened nonetheless, and it made... It just... It, again, like like I said, I'm no closer to being on um, Richard Osman's House of Games than anyone else. Um, but it just... It was one of those things where it just went like hypothetically, theoretically, like it's now one step closer. Do you know what I mean? It's just it makes it not impossible in in a different sort of way. It's impossible for other reasons, but it makes it not impossible um, for this reason. It's, you know, the thing I was born with, the thing that I live with is not the reason. Um, So, yeah, there you go. Um, There's no lesson (laughs) you know for today really there's no i don't think there's a lot that you know to to take home in terms of something you can use but i want you to carry that with you i want you to carry that good feeling and i want you to think about just yeah like you don't have to do anything different you don't have to change anything um but it's just it's i want you i wanted you to hear the story and i wanted you to hear the the warmth that i felt in seeing myself represented in 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 the work um and uh, you know, in someone else's work, um, and uh, and that's it. I'm not going to try and force a you know uh, 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 some sort of learning in, into it. So it is just what it is. I'm happy, and there you go. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, that is where we we are uh, uh, pushing the upper limits of what I say is an acceptable running time for this podcast. So thank you for letting me uh, tell you all about that. And I I, I hope there was something there you know to take to take away even if it was just my my slight sort of warm bubbly pleasure um i hope to have the warm bubbly pleasure of your company again tomorrow uh, it means a lot that you listen thank you uh, for joining me and uh, we'll have you know lots more uh, you know more useful applicable stuff for you tomorrow and for the rest of the week but until then have a smashing week have a great monday and i really look forward to speaking and visiting with you again tomorrow <laughs>